Hey, wellness and Wahala Warriors. It's your girl, Dr. Tommy, better known as Ama Aba. So, welcome to the Wellness and Wahala podcast. A wellness Wahala warrior is a winner, is a world changer, is wise and winsome. They are dedicated to tackling Wahala, which means issues, problems, and Nigerian pigeon for the good of humanity. Our tribe of subject matter experts in our village are a voice to the voiceless. Oh, yeah. Join me, the former diplomat and public health advisor, Dr. Tomia Demoku, better known as Oma Aba, as I give you the best public health and wellness of Wahala just with wonderful people, subject matter experts using their compassion to take action to put us on the pathway of a Wahala free life. All views and statements are represented are my own and my guests. Love you and bless up. It's your girl, Dr. Tommy, better known as Ama Abba, and welcome to a new episode of Wellness and Wahala Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Wahala in Nigerian Pidgin English means issues and problems, so we go explore topics on various Wahala issues and wellness topics. And today's title of this new episode is Roots Revisited, Exploring African History as Black History as you all know in America, February this month um, is Black History Month. So I'm dropping this episode to, um, to explore African history as Black history. Um, and so welcome to Roots Revisited, um, which is the topic today where we delve into the rich tapestry of African history, recognizing it as a cornerstone of Black history worldwide. Join us on the journey across the 54 diverse African nations, or 54, there's no United States of Africa like America, just one nation. No, it is 54 countries, diverse countries in Africa. And even within a nation, like Nigeria, for example, has 36 states, over 200 languages and tribes. So very, very diverse. And we're going to uncover fascinating stories of triumph, challenges that have shaped the continent and our people because we are one. Um, as they say, oh, black people, African-American people, those in the diaspora, Africans, we are one Africa. So first, I want to talk about Africa's diversity. Number one, we have 54 nations. Vifo, you understand? Africa boasts unparalleled cultural, linguistic, and ethnic diversity. We have multiple languages, many countries that were colonized by the French, by the British, um, by the Portuguese, by Spanish. So you'll hear us also speaking, you know, the colonizers language of English, of French, of Portuguese, of Spanish, but they have their own native languages, you know. So my family, for example, in Nigeria, my dad is from the Yoruba tribe. My mom is from the Edo Bini tribe. And her mom is actually Yoruba. Then we also have Igbo in our family. That's from the eastern part, southeast of Nigeria. Yoruba is mostly southwest. Um, um, Bini Edo is usually um, what we call the Niger Delta, um, south-south. So 
Um, there is a lot of diversity and just I love exploring our beautiful culture. You learn a lot um, when you travel and you actually meet people um, and you learn the true history because the history that we're taught here is not the true one. Who is writing those history books? Who is telling the story? Who is telling those narratives, those fake narratives? So we really need to dive in to our true history explore the various languages, traditions, and customs that make each of our African nations unique, celebrating the continent's rich history. Let me drop some statistics and fun facts for y'all. Africa is home to over 2,000 languages. You did hear me, yo. Over 2,000 languages representing one-third of the world's linguistic diversity. So just to tell you how diverse we are, 2,000 Okay, so we just are a people that are just extremely brilliant and extremely talented, good to speak so many languages. Upon that, you know, speaking the languages of the colonizers, they also have broken English or pidgin. Um, that's uh, one of the, the languages that I speak and understand. That's where you get wahala from, um, which means issues and problems. How you day? That's like saying, you know, how are you? What's up? You know, you say, waiting day happen. I day campe. You know, I'm good. So that is pidgin English, you know. So we also have, they have their own form of broken English or like in the Caribbean, when they descended uh, from Africa, they came up with patois for example, in Jamaica, which is very similar to our Nigerian pigeon. So um, just the connections and the diversity, even of our languages, over 2000 languages, is just amazing. Next, I want to talk to you about ancient civilization. Africa is the cradle of civilization. If you look in the Bible times, you see the queen of Ethiopia, even Jesus, the oldest book in the world, the Bible, when King Herod wanted to kill him and, you know, the angel came to tell Joseph and Mary to flee with baby Jesus, the savior, Yeshua, he fled to Egypt, Africa. Egypt is not Middle East, okay? The fake narratives, the, st- the fake stories that media tells you that, oh, uh, Morocco, Libya, because they're lighter skin, and, you know, Ethiopia, East Africa, oh, those are Middle East. No, they are Africa. <laughs> they are Africans, okay? So when uh, the Savior needed to be hidden, where did he go? Africa, okay? So Africa is a strategic part of c- civilization. Ancient civilization started in Africa, with ancient empires, rich empires, such as Egypt and Ghana and Mali, which had the, the richest king, laying the groundwork for human progress. We dwell into the achievements of these civilizations from monumental architecture, like the pyramids um, in Egypt, to advancements in science, mathematics, and medicine that all came from Africa. Let me drop you out another statistic. The Great Pyramid of Giza, built over 4,500 years ago, remains one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. You can't build that type of pyramid without knowing architecture, science, mathematics. Do you understand? It put statistics, putting it together, that quality for it to last over 4,500 years. That's why it's the seven one. That's what God really blessed Africa. We're the most blessed continent of the world. We're the richest continent with natural resources from gold to diamonds to uranium. That's why people came to colonize us and tried to steal from us an extra. And they're still doing it today, modern day slavery. So we really need to know where we came from. Okay. Our past, our history, learn it, travel, and 
so we can know where we are today and we can build a better future. If you don't know where you came from, how you go build a better future? How you go <laughs> how you go represent the kings and queens? We are royalty that we are descendants from. The next one, number three, y'all, that we're going to dig into is colonial legacy. Okay? The colonial era left an indiable mark on Africa, shaping its modern political and social landscape. And some of even the political leaders now, they are controlled by the West and colonial masses. And that's why a lot of our countries back at home are still in extreme poverty, despite us being the richest continent and having great natural resources and um, human resources. We examine the impact of colonial colonialism on African societies, including the patronizing of the continent, exploitation of our natural resources, illegal, um, you know, extraction of our resources and the legacy of oppression and modern day slavery that continues to exist today. Let me drop you out another statistic. The Berlin Conference of 1884 to 1885 divided Africa among the European powers leading to the artificial borders that continue to influence the geopolitics today. So, you know, all these borders and, 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 and they renamed our nations. It was not like that before. They were kingdoms, you know, um, the Niger, Niger kingdom, the Bini kingdom, the Mali kingdom, and some kingdoms, you know, the Egyptian kingdom, Ethiopian kingdom, and some of those kingdoms included various nations that were divided, you know, now um, due to the borders and due to the European powers and for them saying, okay, um, out of these 54, you know, nations or kingdoms, out of this kingdom, like the Western Kingdom, let's say West Africa, oh, British, French, you guys are going to take these countries. Uh, um, Southern Africa, Portuguese, you know, some British, uh, some area, Sp- Spanish, explore. It, it was just a mess, y'all. They, I don't know how evil people can be. Um, when I learn about this history, when I think people can't get any worse, they, they always show themselves, you know, there's a lot of Wahala that our ancestors experienced that I'm just grateful to God that I didn't live in those historic times because, (laughs) you know, things might be not perfect now, but we are very blessed compared to what our ancestors went through. That gets me to my next point of struggle for independence. Throughout the 20th century, African nations embarked on a quest for independence, inspired by leaders such as Kwame Nkuru, that's from Ghana, Nelson Mandela from South Africa, and Patrice Lumbamba, okay? And so many great leaders, um, even from Nigeria and um, from Egypt and the Queen of Ethiopia, as I said, that's, that is was rich and that was in the Bible, um, Pharaoh, the king in, in, um, in Egypt, we spotlight key moments in the struggle of self-determination and the resilience of African people in the face of adversity. Another statistic, between 1957 and 1960, over 30 African nations gained independence from colonial rule, you guys. So I know, for example, Nigeria, uh, in October 1st, 1960, that's when we gained our independence from the British. So y'all, um, you know, there was a revolution, there was revival. Our people did wake up and even some of those leaders today, they're being, you know, um, still colonized and, and being controlled by the West. So we still have a long way to go, even though we're independent nations. But I just find it amazing that from 
1957 to 1960, <laughs> those three years, 30 African nations rose up and said, enough is enough, that we want to be independent. So um, there is power and unity for all of us to come together and fight on behalf of our people and our nation for our right, for our land that, you know, <laughs> this is this is where we come from. Those the African-American community, we don't see that as oh separate from the way African history is taught in Africa or in the Caribbean is very different from how they teach it here in America. You know, black history, like, you know, blacks are separate from Africans. No, we are one It's because our brothers and sisters were stolen from us through slavery inhumanely stolen, killed, raped, forced into labor, uh, farming and everything to, you know, to, to build the wealth of their colonizers, you know, and their slave masters. And then you now separate them. They forget their traditions and culture. But even if you look at some of the traditions here that a lot of the African-Americans, for example, still do today, you can see it. A lot of it originated from Africa. We are one. And they are trying to divide us because that's how they continue their oppression by divide and conquer. We should not let that happen. And that gets into my next topic of post-colonial challenges. Independence brought newfound freedom for African nations, but also ushered in a new set of challenges, including political instability, economic inequality, and conflict. We analyzed the complexities of post-colonial Africa and the ongoing efforts to achieve peace, prosperity, and unity. Another statistic is Africa is home to 13% of the world's population, but accounts for only 27% of the world's refugees and internally displaced person. So I can speak on Nigeria, for example, there's been terrorism, Boko Haram terrorists has been terrorizing um, people for about 10 years in the northeastern part of Nigeria. 2 million, 3 million people have been displaced over 10 years. Even most recently on Christmas Day, 160 people were killed. Um, I believe the number is double when I talked to uh, members from Jaws Plateau State in Nigeria. On Christmas Day, they were slaughtered. They were killed. About 300 were additionally injured. Um, but the numbers, they're saying that um, because a lot of people are still missing, that the number might be as high as 500 um, killed um, and injured. And nothing has been done. Major media outlets have not um, have not did anything and this has been going on for a very long time for people to be internally displaced in a very rich country of natural resources and that community in Joss they said is rich in natural resources like cocoa and I believe gold and other things so they were trying to get rid of those people those settlers that are natives of that land they didn't want to give up their land so they destroyed them they killed them and this is a lot of this is politically motivated and also from external colonizers that's in the West that are also trying to put pressure so they can extract and steal those resources. It is very, very bad. Um, so we are rich. Even the land that we have, we, you know, agriculture, we can grow anything. Our soil is very rich and 65% also of our land is uncultivated. We have so much prospect for food security um, and, and nutrition in Africa. We should not have poverty. People should not be dying of, of hunger. But that's, that's where we are. So, as I said, Africa is home to 13% of the world's population. But how are we accounting for 27%, over a quarter of the world's refugees and internally displaced persons? Not not big problem. So, we have a long way to go. And I just really pray that um, we all join hands together. Because I believe if we 
in the diaspora, us African-Americans, um, us across the diaspora, not just in America and Canada and across the world, we join hands, you know, as subject matter experts that we are in various fields and various sectors, let it be health, agriculture, and food security. We join hands to help rebuild Africa. Um, we Africa can be way better as far as infrastructure and so forth, better than Dubai, better than America, because we have the resources, everything they dare. Uranium, diamonds, copper, we did, we have it, gold, silver, we have it, very rich. So let me tell you some quotes um, from some prominent Nigerian leaders and celebrities and influencers that are very close to my heart, um, that's aligned with this topic today about roots revisiting and exploring African history as Black history. One of my favorite quotes first comes from Chinwe Achibe, Nigerian novelist, poet, and professor. Our past is not our potential. In any hour, one can choose to liberate the future. Once again, our past is not our potential. In any hour, one can choose to liberate the future. So we are not limited by our past. We can choose now to make a better future for our people and liberate it for our children, for our children's children. So that is from Chinwe Achibe. The next one is Africa has a past to mourn, a present to live, and a future to build. That is from Chief Obafemi Amulowo, Nigerian nationalist and statesman. Okay? So once again, Africa has a past to mourn. It is sad what we went through, our people went through in the past, but we have a present to live. And to really reshape the narrative and build a better future for, once again, our children, our children's children, and for us. The power starts with us. Change starts with us. The next quote that I love is, I am because we are. And since we are, therefore I am. That is from Chon Mbiti. He is a Kenyan-born Christian religious philosopher and writing. I am because we are. And since we are, therefore I am. We are one. So I just have this call to action to Africans here. And Africans, what I mean, 54, <laughs> you know, African nations. So Nigerian Americans, Ghanaian Americans here um, within the, the community that I serve. We need to do what we can to embrace most of our African American um, brothers and sisters. Like my sister, she's part of Delta Sigma uh, Theta sorority. She's taking a lot of her sorority sisters back to Africa, Nigeria, specifically Ghana and Morocco. They visited. Um, it is very important that we partner and embrace our brothers and sisters, our African Americans in the diaspora to bring them back home. A lot of our African-American friends, some of them have moved back to Ghana um, and Nigeria. They've run a property. They've opened up restaurants and businesses. So it's very important that we come together as one because I am, because we are, since we are, therefore I am, and we are one. So I love that quote um, by John Mbuti. Once again, is a Kenyan-born Christian religious philosopher and writer. The next one, one of my favorites, is Wale Shohinka. He's a Nigerian playwright and poet and Nobel laureate in literature. So he, he won the Nobel Prize for literature. And um, one of my favorite quotes from Wale Shohinka says, The Africa I love 
is a continent that has experienced a history of upheaval and has undergone phenomenal changes. But we must never forget that it is still the cradle of mankind, y'all. I'm telling you, it's the cradle of mankind. The oldest book in the world, the Bible, has it as a continent of refuge. When Jesus was fleeing with his parents because he was about to get killed, they went to Egypt, Africa. And Egypt was a generic name for Africa then. So, But um, I, I think that, you know, we need to remember that Africa is the most blessed continent, the richest continent. And the Africa we love is a continent that has experienced a history of upheaval, many wildlife and has undergone phen- phenomenal changes. But we must never forget that it's still the cradle of mankind. And change starts with us once again. Um, my next one and my last quote um, from one of my favorite writers is Chiamanda Ungozi Andichi. And her quote says, our diversity is our strength as Africans. And it's time we embrace it to build a brighter future for all. Once again, that's from Chiamanda Ungozi Andichi, a Nigerian writer and author of one of her favorite books is Half of Yellow Sun and Americana. In conclusion... As we reflect on African history as Black history, we are reminded of the resilience, creativity, and our strength of the African people. By honoring our past and embracing our diversity, we pave the way for a brighter future for all Africans, both in the continent and in the diaspora. Join us next time on the Wellness Wahala podcast and um, thank you for tuning in to this topic of Roots Revisited, um, talking about the stories of Africa's past, our present, and our future. Wishing you no wahala, much love, and blessings this week. Bless up.
Africa, 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 Africa,